You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Fully Loaded Chew comes in nine flavors and is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine there is. To give us a try, head on over to FullyLoadedChew.com for a $1 can of chew with free shipping when you enter the code OUTDOOR1. O-U-T-D-O-O-R and the number one. Lastly, many outdoorsmen are trying to quit tobacco altogether and fully loaded chew may be that first step. For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. This is the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. Brought to you by Vortex Optics. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, but you know that uh, today we are going to be doing a really quick uh, podcast. Now, there are there's a ton of content coming out right now about the rut, how to hunt it. You know, can you pattern deer in the rut versus can't, can't you? Like, what is going on out in the woods, blah, 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 blah. If you're listening to this podcast, more than likely you've had a handful of ruts under your belt, right? So you guys already know what the hell you need to do out there. I think a lot of it has to do with mindset. And we're going to talk about that here in just a second. But before we get into today's uh, podcast, I'm going to knock out really quick this uh uh, these uh, commercials and you know that's how I pay my bills and then what we'll do is we'll get right into it uh, no no warm-up this is just the money shot part of the um, of the podcast right so there's gonna be some good content but then we're gonna get right to it we're gonna um, you know I'm assuming right now if you're listening to this you're on your way to a hunting property or on your way back from a hunting property maybe you're even listening to this in the uh, in the woods look behind you right now quick there's a buck I wouldn't recommend doing that, but, but, um, or you're stuck at work. Like I'm recording this. I should be in the woods right now, but because I have a, because I have a real life where I have a job and kids and a family, uh, that's, this is what I'm doing right now. But let's see when you're listening to this, I think that that will be the kickoff of my, uh, my week long plus rut vacation. I, I I'm going to be able to hunt morning and evening for about five days, but then next Monday and Tuesday, my wife has to go into work. So then I have to come out of the timber and then, you know, from there it's, uh, it's gravy. So let me see, let me see. And then by then the rut's going to be over. So Ozonics, um, if you haven't uh, tried using ozone in the woods or at home to cleanse your clothes, I highly recommend Ozonics, um, ozonicshunting.com. 
lone wolf uh, tree stands, guys, you hear about you hear about that all the time, right? You, you hear me talk about that all the time. It is one of the one of my most functional pieces of equipment that I use. It allows me to get in any tray I want quietly. Uh, it allows me to balance my, uh, my hang on in the tree. So I'm not sitting off to an angle, uh, or I'm leaning forward or leaning back it's level. Uh, so if you want to go buy a lone wolf, enter the discount, go to, um, their website, go to the lone wolf website, enter the discount code nine FC two one, and you're going to have $50 off of all purchases over $100. Um, Exodus trail cameras, Exodus, uh, outdoor uh, These guys make really good trail cameras. My favorite part about these trail cameras is that they work. You turn them on, you walk away and they take pictures, right? There's not a whole bunch of other shit you got to do, blah, blah, blah. Exodus They have three cameras to uh, choose from. Go check them out. Excalibur crossbows. Um, this company is 30 years old and you don't stick around for 30 years unless you're doing something right. Uh, these guys are a foundation in the archery industry, in the hunting industry. So if you or anyone you know um, is looking for a crossbow, go check out ExcaliburCrossbow.com. These guys have a variety of uh, uh, crossbows that you can choose from. I don't know why I like this brand so much. It's just that it's got that slayer mentality, and that is WaspArchery.com and Wasp Broadheads. It is the point of the spear right? That does the damage. It, it wrecks a deer's life. Uh, huge fan of the, um, let's see here, huge fan of the boss four blade for a fixed blade. And my favorite already killed a deer with it one this year. And that is the jackhammer three blade jackhammer and, uh, wasparchery.com save 20% by entering the discount code. Where are we at here? 20%. There it is. It's a long one. Nine fingers, 2021 the number nine followed by the word fingers no spaces two zero two one and then we have uh, vortex optics title sponsor here of the nine finger chronicles great people great optics great customer service and when you add those three up it just it it's a brand that i like to work with they support the hunter they they give back to conserva- uh, conservation efforts and whatnot so vortexoptics.com a huge fan of their uh, vip warranty where basically you can destroy any piece of their equipment you send it back to them and they will fix it for free and send it back and then lastly hunt stand i'm, I'm all over hunt stand right now i'm on my phone not paying attention to anybody or anything some nights. And I'm just going, okay, if the wind's here, I can go here, 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 here. If the wind's doing this, I just pull up the topo features. I pull up the property boundaries. I pull up the satellite imagery, whatever I need to do to put myself in the right spot. Um, And then at the same time, I'm cataloging everything I see. Rub, catalog it. Uh, There's a scrape. Make sure I I catalog that scrape by dropping pins on these places. So uh, it's just one of the most functional and robust uh, digital mapping, uh, digital mapping hunting apps that a guy can, uh, that a guy can put on his phone and that's huntstand.com. And you can save 20% off of a purchase, uh, you know, down, you can download it for free, but when you upgrade to the pro level or the elite level, however they have it, uh, you can enter the discount code S n two zero and that's going to save you 20 percent off so ozonix lone wolf exodus outdoor gear uh let's see exodus trail cameras excalibur crossbows wasp vortex hunt stand all right let's rut let's rut it up all right 
And I got a couple notes here that I want to make sure that we talk about. Now, I'm not going to sit here. I, I really don't want to give, I don't want this to come off as giving advice because I don't hunt where you hunt. You don't hunt where I hunt. You, uh, this, if you're listening to the, the South, I have zero experience in the South. What these are are principles. Think about these things. Don't, um, don't apply exactly what I say to your hunting scenario because I, I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is. Uh, like you don't know how I hunt. I don't know how you hunt. So here's um, one thing I want to go over real quick. You know, and, and this is something that everybody ends with. But I want to I always start with this. Have fun right? Have fun. You know, a a season, (laughs) a season can be really fun or really shitty based off of the outcome. And, and you have to do with the outcome. It's not the deer or if it was a shitty rut or if uh, the farmer left the crops in, or if, uh, you know, you're dealing with hunting pressure, those things suck, but having fun along the way, playing this chess match. This is why we do it. This is supposed to be fun. So I'm done talking about fun. Now it's time to talk about how to kill shit, right? We are out here right now because we want to put an arrow in a deer. Now, whatever your goal is, you want a rack on the wall. You want to kill your biggest buck. You want to kill a buck, your first buck. You want to kill um, a doe for the freezer. You want to, you're a freezer filler. It, It doesn't matter. The process has to be the same. Right, you you have to get within shooting range of a deer, and there's a lot of different ways to do that. Right, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. So, the first thing I want to talk about it, it's tr- I, I wrote it down like this: trust your gut, but obey the process. Right. So, my gut tells me that on a south wind, I have these options. And my gut says maybe I should be here because historically I have deer come through here or it's a really good pinch point or I have a really good trail camera picture here or I've had good encounters in the past here. That's, that's going with your gut. But it's how you get to that stand without bumping deer. That's the process, right? Access routes, that's the process. Reading terrain, reading sign, that's the process. The gut, going with the gut, that is, that's okay. Go with your gut, but you can't just willy nilly go through the, the timber, high knee it through there, making a ton of racket, making a ton of uh, noise, smelling up the whole place. You got to be creepy, right? You have to think, you have to think like a predator right now. And that, how does a predator, uh, you know, how does a, a mountain lion or a bobcat or uh, any predator go about working its way through the landscape? they're, they're, uh, secluded or they're uh, concealed, excuse me. They're concealed. They are quiet, right? They're observing their surroundings. They know when to move versus when uh, not to move. They have the wind in their favor at all times and they know exactly where they need to be. And that's how we need to think when we go into the, into the woods is we have to be a predator and we can't just go, well, I looked at a map and I did this and, uh, Dan Johnson said, uh, okay, we're going to do this and oh, good, here we go. <laughs> that's not how this shit works. Okay. Because if you're not paying attention to what the wind is doing, how you're concealed, right? A lot of times guys will take cor- sh- shortcuts and they'll pop up over a ridge. They're skylined. Even in the timber, you're skylined. And that just makes your movement stick out even more. And and believe it or not, deer put themselves in the best position to not only see you, but to smell you as well and hear you. All these things, right? The the three main things that makes a whitetail sometimes unkillable is 
what they're, those, def, those are their defense mechanisms and their patience is probably the, the biggest defense mechanism they have. So if they smell you or see you and they don't run away, they're going to sit down and they're just going to watch you do what you do. And they might even watch you set up. And then when it gets dark, they just turn around and walk the other direction. So that's why it's very important um, on these access routes to your tree stand locations. You have to ask yourself, am I doing the right thing? And maybe it's one of those things where it's just years, years of being complacent has led you to maybe a little bit of a rut or not being successful. Really reevaluate your access routes, reevaluate how you use terrain um, to conceal yourself, to get into some of these tree stand locations, right? Is your wind doing the right thing? And that kind of goes into um, the, the, next, the next little bullet point I have here. And it's just like, if the wind's not right, the wind's not right. Okay. And what's that mean? That means that if the wind is maybe you look at the, the, uh, uh, the, the radar or excuse me, uh, the, the forecast and saying, I got a West wind today. All right, let's see what this West wind's doing. You get up in a tree or maybe you're a mobile hunter running gun and there's a little shiftiness in this wind right? Maybe it's rotating, like it's starting off uh, from the west, but by the end of the night, it's going to be south or north or whatever. Well, these winds are rotating. Also on terrain, sometimes um, a drainage can fill up with uh, wind, let's say, and then it's almost like water where you fill up an area, it overflows, and then it comes back. And this also is how I would describe certain wind movements, like especially on gusty winds where wind will hit me in the face all day. Uh, you know, for the most part, the, the wind is saying it's out of the North, but then every once in a while, once that wind, what I call takes a breath and it's like, it's blown and blown and blown. And finally it's just like, <gasps> and then it blows and blows again. When it's taking that deep breath, it hits you on the back of the neck just for a second or for, you know, off and on throughout the whole night. Well, don't get it twisted, man. Your sense doing something different than going behind you at that point. So you have to be careful. And if it's doing that too much, like you can be aggressive and get away with it if it's, um, if it's let's just say, going north-south, but you're figuring deer movement is going to come east-west at some point. You might be able to get, in with, get them within shooting range. But who knows what your scent's doing downwind or even when it's um, uh, pocketing up someplace and then overflowing and going into a different direction. Uh, the deer can be aware aware of that and you might not even see a deer because they've caught your scent way far away when you don't even when you don't even know it so what i'm getting at is obviously we want the most consistent wind possible if it's not going to be consistent you have to know where the deer are coming from a lot of that has to do with scouting a lot of that has to do with um past year's experience and i'll tell you right now for the first week in November here in Iowa, there are still a lot of tree uh, leaves left on the trees. And that has a huge impact on what the wind is doing. It's just slowing it down. It's making it dirty in the woods, right? It's just all this um, uh, inconsistencies. You take the leaves off and the vegetation off, it just becomes more streamlined through whatever it is it's trying to, you know, wherever the wind's trying to go. And then it's only affected by really the terrain. So once the leaves come off, you'll be able to be, in my opinion, a little bit more aggressive. And I was dealing with a little bit of that inconsistent wind last night. It was kind of moving around from the north. A lot of it was um, dictated by terrain. But at the same time, I was feeling a little bit of that on the back of the neck. I was hunting deer that were hopefully coming out of the east 
crossing in front of me. Uh, and so when they dropped down into the, the creek crossing, I would have a shot at them. But if they got by me, then there was a chance with that in, wind inconsistency that the, uh, they were going to smell me. But I was downwind or I was on the downwind side of the trail. So majority of the night, the wind was blowing in my face. But there was times where I would get that breath and it would kind of go to my northwest. And so if anything was over there, it probably would have, have caught me. But I was willing to take that risk because if the deer I wanted to shoot came through, he wouldn't have a clue I was there until, let's say, I passed him or a doe group came through. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, that's kind of why I use some, some of the ozonics in, in the tree, just kind of a, as a little bit of a backup. And so they're not necessarily smelling 100% human when they, uh, when they're out, out there. So that's, that's, uh, and, and basically this is just a rant at this point I'm ranting, uh, because this time of year, man, it's, it's like a fighter right? They train all year round for one fight, for one fight. And then that time comes and they have to be on point. And that's just like us, man. We think about this all year. So if you're not taking it serious, don't, don't expect serious results, right? I take this shit very serious. And I, I am, I don't want to say I'm perfect because it, it, you can't be perfect when hunting deer. It's impossible to be perfect. Uh, unless you, I don't know, unless you have really manicured a farm to have the deer do exactly what they're supposed to do, right? Like you can force the deer to do what you want them to do. I can't do that, right? If that was the case, I would have combined, uh, you know, a hundred acres worth of corn before I even started hunting, but that's not the case. So I have to be uh, flexible to what the weather conditions give me, what the terrain uh, gives me what the scenario gives me. And that's, that's how a lot of people have to be right. We don't all, we don't all have access to bulldozers, combines, uh, planners, you know, all that shit, lots of money for leases. So we take all of that out of the equation and we have to do what we have to do. So the next bullet point here in regards to that is don't be lazy or slack, right? So, and this is, I find I have found myself over the years, this is my biggest killer, right? Um, and a lot of it has to do with access, uh, access routes, right? So it's like, okay, I've, I backdoored this tree, uh, this this hillside or, or this pinch point or this bedding area on the way in. I got in here perfectly. You need to get out of there perfectly as well, right? So a lot of guys, including myself, they get lazy or they slack and they go, well, screw this, man. I'm walking right through this way to get out of here, bump, bump and deer, bump and deer, bump and deer. And then you're going, huh, I wonder why I didn't see shit the next morning when you access that route perfectly again. Well, shit, you just bumped every deer on the property going back to your truck because you decided you didn't want to walk that extra, that extra mile or not an extra mile, but the extra, uh, you know what I'm getting at here? the 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 hard way around the easy way versus the right way and uh so that's one thing that i've that you have to you have to uh pay attention to that because over um over a period of a day two days three days if you're hunting the same if you have a smaller property and you're hunting the same stand over and over again and you start taking those shortcuts over and over again every time you do that 
Every time you bump a deer, it's just more likelihood for them to go, all right, well, I don't feel safe here. I'm getting the fuck out. And uh, then you never see him again. Or your hit list or, uh, or whatever the deer, deer you're chasing kind of goes away for a while. And he doesn't come back. And you're like, man, what happened to him? Well, you know what happened to him. You bumped him off the property, uh, taking a shortcut to your truck three days in a row. And he was maybe working a different shift or he was coming in after, uh, after dark or he was coming in before dark or whatever. And you decided to, to like, I do And I'm, I'm not saying you, I'm saying us, we, because I, I've done that before. I've failed a lot. And I noticed that when I changed my access routes and my access route out of the stand back to the truck, things changed and I saw more deer. So uh, take that into consideration as well. Um, and so this is the time of year where, you know, maybe early season, we changed our schedule for somebody, maybe early season, we, uh, we said, yeah, you know what, maybe the conditions just aren't right right now. I think I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do some work around the house and I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to sit this one out tonight. This time of year, fuck that, dude. I'm telling you right now, get in the woods. Get in the woods and be smart about it, but get in the woods. Like the way I, here's the way I look at it, right? This, and this is my life. I can't, I don't know what your life is like. I am, I do whatever my family wants me to do 48 weeks of the year right? I went on two Western trips this year that each of them was about eight days is what I gave to that. So a total of 16 days for my Western hunt, right? This time of year, I'm not, I'm not changing shit. I am telling people I'm going to be doing this, right? There's going to be fights. There's going to be arguments, but the way I look at it is, and this is a shitty way to look at it. If my wife is going to leave me and my kids aren't going to love me because, uh, um, because of two additional weeks in November, when you add up the whole year, then I'm doing something wrong big time throughout the rest of the year, right? There's no more honey-do lists this week and next week. There's no more, like, there's no more, um, hey, can you change this so I can do this? No, I'm, no, I'm going hunting. This is all I care about. I'm not in a softball league. I don't go bowling. I don't do fantasy football. I don't collect stamps. I'm a fucking bow hunter, period. And that's what I'm doing right now. So obviously I'm not going to say it that way to my wife or my family. I'm going to say, hey, all year, this is what I, this is what I dream about. This is what I, I prepare myself for. This is why I spend hours in the backyard, right, shooting my bow. This is why I go shed hunting with the kids. This is why I did the honey-do lists, right? This is why I painted the upstairs. This is why um, I installed the toilets and remodeled the kitchen and, and all this stuff for right now. This is what, this is what I'm doing. And it, it might make them mad because on the short term, they feel like, Oh, you're being selfish, but in the long term, you're not. So it's time to put the foot down, right. And say, Hey, listen, man, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna, I, I gotta go hunting. Right. Hopefully, hopefully this can wait and we can do this after, uh, after November uh, or whatever. I mean, it's November right now. Pumpkin patches, the pumpkins are rotten. We're done doing pumpkin patches, right? We're done doing whatever. If there's a wedding on a Saturday, go to the wedding and then get back in the, in the tree, right? If your wife gets pissed at you, 
Hey, I'm sorry, sweetheart. Is there something I can do to make it up for you afterwards? Right. Um, and like I said, if it's, if she's that mad at you or you're, or somebody is that mad at you because you're going hunting instead of hanging out with them, you need to work on that communication next year. Right. And be like, listen, I apologize, but this is my favorite time of year. I've told you that a hundred times. And I still, I've been married almost 10 years now. April will be 10 years. And so nine years worth of me, it's even been before that. So I'm just going to say 11 years, uh, that we've been together roughly that every single summer, every single fall, I am constantly reminding them that this is the best time of year. I will be busy this time of year, right? If they have a problem with it, well, I'm sorry, this is what I do. You've known that, you know that. So just kind of deal with it, right? Just deal with it. And then in two weeks, when all this is over, or because I don't gun hunt, right? So maybe add in a, maybe add in that you have a, a week of gun hunting left to do, right? Add that in, explain to them, sorry, but after, after that, I'll go back to doing whatever you want me to do. I don't give a shit. So, but right now I'm, I'm, I'm going to go bow hunting. So <laughs> that is probably the worst marital, marital advice that you'll ever hear from me, except this is, this is what we do. We're bow hunters. It's, it's time to bow hunt right now. And how do you, uh, how do you pattern a deer? How do you get on deer? How do you follow sign by spending time in the woods? The time for e-scouting, checking your trail cameras, that shit is over. You have to put the process in place right now. And the process, you know, does include checking trail cameras and doesn't include, it does include e-scouting, but you have to be in the tree stand. You have to put in the tree stand time right now. You can't, you can't slack, no shortcuts guys. All right. And then what I want you to do is I want, I want to start seeing Instagram messages from you guys that said, I fucking did it, Dan. Here it is. Here's my picture right? Here is, here is the goal that I accomplished. And then I'm going to, I'm going to message you back. Congratulations. That's what I want. I want to have to send 15,200, uh, congratulation messages back to all of you guys. And that's just because I have 15,200 Instagram, uh, followers. So if you're listening to this, I want to see your, I want to see your success. Send me a picture. I also want to hear your success, right? So if, if, uh, you did something different this year, if you had a a failure and then you, you came, you came out of it and you, you, you found success because you reevaluated or took your strategy back to the drawing board and, and then came out the other end. It's like, Dan, I missed him on this day or he busted me on this day. I flanked him the next day. Didn't see him flanked him again. The next day he showed up, boom, put an arrow through his heart and I celebrated. So <laughs> that's what I want right now. So I'm done talking. You guys know what to do. Go do it. Go do it. And, uh, I'm getting the goosebumps right now because I'm fired up not only for myself, cause I know what the next, uh, 10 days are going to be like for me, but also I'm fired up for you guys go be an animal, right? Go be patient, follow the process, go with your gut, be aggressive if necessary and go kill it, right? Put an arrow in the lungs or the heart of a giant buck and we can celebrate together. So huge shout out to all of you for taking time out of your day to listen to this. 
get fired up, go kill something. Huge shout out to all of the partners of the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. Ozonix, Lone Wolf, Exodus, Excalibur, Wasp, Vortex, and Hunt Stand. Wear your goddamn safety harness, guys. No fucking around on that. We are getting, uh, uh, I'm already getting messages saying, hey man, I know a buddy who fell out of a tree. Well, hey man, at this point, it's your own fault, right? Unless there was some kind of uh, mechanical failure on some product or something. I can get that accidents happen, but if you fall out of your tree because you're not wearing a safety harness, that's on you, man. And not only are you responsible for your family uh, while you're out of the woods, but you're also responsible for your family when you're in the woods. And that means wearing a safety harness. Uh, Other than that, man, get out there, grind your ass off, and we'll talk to you next time.